Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less. Today's movie we're going to be talking about is No One Will Save You. It's written and directed by Brian Duffield, starring Caitlin Dever as Bryn, and honestly, it's a one-woman show, so there's really no need to bring anyone else up. The plot of this movie is an exiled, anxiety-ridden homebody must battle an alien who's found its way into her home. But before we get into it, Corey, last night I was looking in the mirror and you know what? My beard was looking gnarly. And I said to myself, I can't look like this. I got to do something. So I decided to break out Beard Octane's beard wash and conditioner along with their beard oil. And dude, my beard looked amazing. I'm glad you turned me on to Beard Octane. Yeah, of course. Like I said, I've been using their products for years and I can vouch for them. And whether you're pounding IPAs or chopping wood, you got to look your best. Visit BeardOctane.com and use the code 30Screams10 at checkout for a 10% discount. It helps us. And like I said, the products are absolutely incredible. They're local too. They're based out of Connecticut. So help them out and support small businesses. We're not just slinging beard grooming supplies. We've been using them for a while. Yeah, we have. With that said, 30 Screams or Less starts now. Corey, what did you think about No One Will Save You? I had heard a lot about this movie from last year, and for some reason, I never watched it. I know it was a Hulu. Was it Hulu? Yeah, it was Hulu. And I started this movie, and granted, it started a little slow, and you know, we're starting with seeing how Bryn is living her life as a completely normal person, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? As the movie progressed, I didn't know that there was literally no spoken word in this whole film. And I have never watched a movie quite like this that portrays complete dread and everything like this one did. Like, I know Quiet Place and stuff like that was a complete silent film. But this one, man, this one is quite different. And it's on another level, I think. Yes, this movie was on a whole nother level. It was intense all the way through, nonstop. Sure, there was that little piece at the beginning, which... You know, her normal everyday life, people are dicks to her. I'm like, why is everyone so mean to this girl? So she's just, you know, living her best life by herself at her home, doing her thing, and everything seems okay until she goes to bed later at night. And then this is where the fucking insanity starts. But I love movies that sometimes do this where there's no spoken word throughout the whole entire movie. And then when there is, it packs such an impact. So, for instance, A Quiet Place, right? There was no spoken words, really, at all, until under the waterfall, right? The father was able to say something under the waterfall, and that's, like, the only time they could really talk. That or when he screamed at the end to get the alien's attention away from the kids. So really, that's about it for that. Yeah, and the plot plot with that one was completely different. These people weren't talking because they were trying not to get the attention of these aliens. But this Mm -hmm. movie, like, there's no reason that no one talked. And they did it so fucking perfect. 
Yeah. I think the reason why is like she had no one to really bounce dialogue off of, right? So it was a one-woman show. Like I said at the beginning, it's a one-woman show. This girl is fighting all these aliens, somehow just making it by the skin of her teeth, fighting these aliens just by things around the house. She's super resourceful. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. She basically makes everything herself. Yeah. She makes all sorts of things herself. She does shit around the house, like all sorts of... And you know what's funny? Um, you know what? I'll circle back to this. So her normal everyday life is clearly different. Any normal everyday life I've seen for like girls now, right? Her everyday life is she's writing letters and I haven't seen a single cell phone in sight at all in this movie. And it seems like she's just living that country lifestyle, the easy life. So it was interesting to see that someone was still living that way at her age because she must be maybe early 20s. Yeah, and you sort of touched on this before how no one likes her. Everyone's very mean to her. She's basically living a life seclusion because people don't like her. You're kind of not really told why nobody likes her until the last few minutes of this movie. So when we first find out, because you also said the letters, she's writing letters to this character, Maud, who we assume is her best friend, but she's writing letters to this character, Maud, and uh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> That's okay. So, yeah. So she's writing all these letters to Maud, and I'm kind of thinking the same thing. I'm thinking that maybe it's a best friend. They fell out of touch. She wants to be more traditional and send a letter as opposed to like a text or oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It, usually that shit packs more of a punch, right? That's what it was. I thought with all these letters that maybe Maud got taken by one of these aliens. That's right. Taken. Love that word. That's a 30 screams or less original, isn't it? Taken? Tukin. Probably not, because there's a movie called Tukin. Well, you know what? Oh, that, <laughs> that's right. There is. I brought it to your attention. Yeah, you, um, yep. We're, we not, have to, we're not original at all. No, we're fucking fakes. We just rip everything off. Shit, I mean, our podcast is based on other people's content. Yeah, absolutely. We just wing it. Wing it and rip we're, it. Wing it and rip it. So, yeah, she's living this normal everyday life. These people are just being such dicks to her. She's, like, waving. You know, she's trying to be friendly. No one's having it. I'm like, damn. What the hell did this girl do to piss everyone off? It was um pretty ridiculous. I almost felt like, no, I not almost. I felt bad for the girl. But then we find out, yes, later on in the movie, there's a pretty solid reason why a lot of people don't like her. Should the whole town not like her? Probably not. But there's a select few that maybe shouldn't like her. Well, what she did is kind of bad. It is. Yeah. I mean, so I was kind of thinking because she was... Like, there was a scene with the bus, and she goes on, she's got glasses on, hat on, look like she's fucking running from the law, and I'm like, does she have to hide herself that much? Like, what did she do? So I'm thinking, is this girl a serial killer or something? Did she, like, kill a bunch of people, go to prison, and got out on good behavior? I don't know. So I wasn't sure. You know, lo and behold, later on, it, you know, it unveils itself, and we'll talk about it. But, yeah... People just did not like her. It was uh, it was kind of sad to see, but yeah, makes sense why later on in the film. So this is where it starts getting crazy, right? So after like this whole scene, she's living her best life. She's at home. She's learning to dance a certain way. She's cooking dinner. Someone calls and starts swearing up a storm at her. That's actually, that's the first dialogue we heard in this movie. It said fuck, and like that was it. Yeah, and then she hangs up the phone. Like you said before, no cell phones or anything. This girl had like an old school, like, rotary phone dude yeah she did <laughs> you know what's funny you know what's funny i saw this video not too long ago about a couple gen z's and gen alphas 
uh, they're trying to use a rotary phone and they have no idea on how to use it. They're like pressing it like they think it's buttons. And one of them is like, oh, they moved it, right? And they just had no fucking clue on how to use a rotary phone. That might like, be if you put one in front of me, honestly. Really? Yeah. Well, see, I grew up on that shit because I'm fucking ancient. Yeah. So makes sense. Yeah, for I know. You. Yeah. Yeah. So I know all that stuff. I know rotary phones. I know like the standard landline ones where you actually push the buttons. That's normal. Yeah. I don't know the ones though where you actually have to hold the receiver up to your ear and then talk like in front of you. I don't know that one. I don't know how to do that, but I'm assuming pretty similar approach. What? A what? Yeah, you know the ones like you see in the old timey movies, you know, and they're just they hold shit up to their fucking ear. Like oh, they hold oh. Their... yeah, it looks like a clone. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what about plastic cups? How are you with plastic cups? Um, pretty good. I like to think of pretty good. Yeah. You're, so you're skilled in plastic cups, all right? Yeah, good. Well, see, I'm so old that I didn't use plastic cups. See, I would use like just tin cans that I found on the side of the road, and I just tie a string to them, and that's how we called people. Yep, tin cans. Yep. I did that too. These kids nowadays I, will never know. They will never understand how fun it is to do this shit. Oh my God, dude, these kids now, they have it so easy. Like everything is just digital. Everything is at their fingertips. Honestly, my generation, we were still trying to figure a lot of shit out because like we were just hitting that internet boom. So like we were just like kind of transitioning into that digital era, but we have that kind of idea or the sense that we grew up in this period where it's almost like the seventies mentality, but in the eighties. So we had a fucking whole different idea of how to live, man. It's crazy seeing the difference now than back then. Yeah, man. We didn't even have toys. We used to fucking, you know, it's funny. I might What's be jumping that? ahead here, but we used to use rocks as toys. Dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you hit your friend with a rock. You know, that's how yep. you play tag. That's exactly it. <laughs> so we would do like we'd hit people with rocks for fun. And, you know, sticks sticks and hide and seek it in the middle of the night. And you'd just be tripping and breaking your ankle. And it was all fun and good times. Shooting each good other times. with BB guns on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When I was younger, we played paintball, right? And didn't wear any padding. We're just like, fuck it. Right. And we were all just shooting each other. Welts everywhere. Right. But that's how it was back in the, uh, like, that was more in like the early 90s, like maybe late 80s type, that yeah. type deal. Yeah, the good old days. Yeah, good old days. We're nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. That's crazy shit. So, so no, I was going to say, back to this this movie here. So we see Brynn doing her like normal everyday routine, and then she goes to bed. This is when, like you said, shit starts hitting the fan. I don't understand how when she's sleeping and the lights start flickering right in front of her face, she never wakes up. I noticed that. I would have been flipping the fuck out because I have a fear of home invasions. That's like one of my fears. That's fucking terrifying. It's awful. And for that to happen, I would be in ultra attack mode because I'd be thinking someone's in the house. Sure enough, we have an alien in the fucking house. It sounds so ridiculous. So we kind of get a slow reveal here of the alien because Bryn pops up out of her sound sleep because she hears like a loud bang and she hides under her bed. All of a sudden you see this thing walking in the room, but all you see is its feet and its feet were so fucking terrifying looking. (laughs) They looked like fingers. Yeah, yeah. Bendy oh. fingers, like rubber almost. Yep. Dude, this scene, new fear unlocked. Not only home invasion, now we got alien home invasion. Now I'm like, oh, great. Now I have to worry about this shit. 
Yeah. So, dude, when the alien jumped on the bed and she's underneath the bed, it scared the shit out of me because I have my headset on. I just kind of looked away for a second. All of a sudden, boom, like in my ears. <laughs> you watch this in, with headphones on? Dude, I did. I was like, okay, well, I have no real way of watching things at the moment. I mean, I have a TV set up in the other room. For a chair, I'm using a lawn chair. And oh, I just figured... isn't it 30 screams or less lawn chair? No, nope. It is beat the shit, though, that's for sure. Like, all the padding and stuff's fucked. It reclines. That's nice. But nope, it's not made of floss and nothing like that. Soon enough, I might need that one day to make one of those chairs so I can sit in here. And then when I finally get a couch that I find on the side of the road, I'll sell the chair online. <laughs> Try and make back <laughs> some of the money you spent on a couch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like you said, find it on the side of the road. But I uh, doubt you're going to find a good couch on the side of the road without not the slightest stains bit. on it. Gross. Just stains and farts. Yep. Just stains and farts. Just nothing but farts. So yes, this movie scared the shit out of me on many occasions because of the sound work. The sound design in this movie is phenomenal. If you listen to it in headphones, you're looking all over the place because I sure as hell was like, what is in my far right ear right now? Yeah, I could see it too because the silence, literally the silence is deafening in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, yeah, I think that was one of my favorite aspects. That and the score. The score of this movie is something I'm probably going to have to listen to later. Yeah, yeah. Like I told you, Waxworks did it. It's available on the website. So I'm going to probably I'll sold probably out get like it. everything else. No, it's available for pre-order. So oh, okay. Well, it's about to be sold out then. Shut up, because <laughs> I haven't bought it yet. I'm waiting. Well, you better hurry up. Yeah, after this review, everybody's going to go and buy it because everyone's listening to this. Yeah, because like the majority of this review is us talking about the score and the sound design. And we have so many listeners that we're going to sell their entire stock with it. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to be like, where the hell is all this traffic coming from? And then they realize, oh, it's coming from the 30 Screams or Less podcast. Yeah. So, okay, now the alien's in the house and shit's going down. She's trying to hide from the thing and they can hear pretty well. So they have an idea of where the hell she is. But... Still a little on the dumb side. Like, oh, something fell in the kitchen. I have to look in an opposite direction type deal. Somehow she's able to kind of make her way through the house, but then the alien starts doing some telekinesis shit, right? (laughs) Yep. Fucking, okay. Now we have home invasion, alien, telekinesis, ultra fear unlocked. Yeah, there's a little bit of everything in this film. Yeah, so it was crazy because there was this one scene where she's actually hiding in the living room and the alien that's telekinesis blew the freaking door off and actually hit her, like knocked her out. The alien tried picking her up and somehow she managed to have something in her hand and stab the alien in the head. And this is all within the first 15 minutes maybe, right? It kind of looked like like a trophy of some sort. Yeah, you know what it was? She makes these little models, like model homes, things like that. And one of them was like the steeple of a house. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she grabbed it. And when the alien spun her around using telekinesis, she stabbed the alien in the head. And obviously, like, alien dead. I'm like, that is dumb luck right there. Yeah, that's like the first time we kind of see the whole alien's body, too. Mm -hmm. Because you see it previously where it kind of peeked up over the refrigerator door when she was in the kitchen. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man, I love that scene. It was slow fear burn right there. Yeah. It was nice. And and the aliens weren't anything, like, special looking. They were, 
you know, a typical alien that you see anywhere, really. Yeah. What did you think about the CGI, by the way? I thought they did pretty good for what it was, you know? I um, think so. I thought the aliens looked great. Yeah. Uh, and then the later on, are... they start doing the beaming shit, and I thought that looked good, too. Oh, the beaming shit looked real good. Yeah. Yeah, there was one scene with the beaming shit where the mailman, right, he's trying to pull her over to the area where the beam's about to be dropped, and she kicked him. Mailman went flying back a little bit, and, like, he bent in half. Oh, and, my like, God, half of them, yeah. Half of him is going up in the fucking... Well, actually, all of them's going up, but he's, like, bent in half. Half of them is in that friggin' that field that sucks you into the spaceship. It was really cool. That's just it, too, because these aliens, have, I think they've gone around town and sort of in... Because you see it later on when one of them sort of regurgitates that thing, and it goes down Bryn's throat. Dude, So they're I going was... around turning all the townspeople into these, like, brainless people. Yeah, invasion of the body snatchers type deal. Yeah. So they're taking over human bodies, but I don't think they're fully taken over. There's something that actually happens towards the end. But, dude, that scene where the fucking thing, um, I don't know, threw up that, like, ball of God knows what, tentacles and shit. Yeah, it was, and it, it reminded me of something of Alien. Yes. It reminded me of something out of Alien. Kind of reminded me of something out of uh, the Santa Clarita diet. You ever yeah. see that show? Yeah, fuck Netflix for canceling that after, what, the second season? Oh, you're leaving us with a fucking cliffhanger? Like, that is bullshit. Yeah. That is, like, one of the biggest cliffhangers I've ever seen in a show in my entire life. That was with, what, Timothy Oliphant got infected, right? Is that what happened? That's exactly what happened, and yeah. that was it. And I'm like, you've gotta be shitting me. It was Ending so like that. It was very good. I love that show. Uh, yeah, it was a great show. So, it like, the little ball that they threw up, it kind of reminded me of that until it friggin' grew crazy tentacles. And then Bryn, like, it went into her throat, right? All of a sudden, she wakes up screaming. I'm like, oh, don't you fucking do that. Don't do me dirty like that. Thinking, oh, it's all a dream. Yep, I thought the same thing. I thought My the movie God. was going to end there because this is pretty close to the end, actually, when all this happens. Yeah, I'm like, oh, come on. All of a dream. This is this is ridiculous. That's such a cop-out. So, yeah, I mean, so don't like, get me wrong. I love a good twist, right? Oh, it was all a dream. That type deal. I mean, fuck. A lot of the summon songs about that shit. But I do love that, but I was enjoying this so much to cheapen it by having it be all a dream. It would have ruined the whole thing for me, and I probably would have given it a worse score than I did. Oh, yeah, easy, because up to this point, not a lot have happened. We didn't know I everybody hated Bryn yet, mm -hmm. and we sort of get an idea here, because Bryn, when she wakes up the next morning, she goes into, was it, she goes into town, like, grocery shopping or something, and she runs into the parents of Maud. Oh, no, and not that. So this is actually prior to the thing going in her mouth. She killed an alien, and all the electronics were fried in the house. She couldn't get the car to run. The alien fucked everything up. And she ran it to town because she needed to go to, like, the police, whatever. As soon as she opened the police door, the police chief and that woman, who we're thinking is Maud's family, something like that, we don't know. We're not sure. But the lady spat in her face. And Hawks I'm a big old juicy one right on her cheek. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell did this girl do the whole time? It just makes you guess and guess and guess on what's happening why we can't figure out what the fuck is happening here yeah so, and then like she so she leaves there and like she's on the bus going to the gravesite to visit Maud, but she's on the bus and the fucking postman shows up again mm -hmm. and, and he did this spider shit over the top of the seats ah. dude that if i watched this shit in the dark i would have i would have crapped my pants <laughs> 
Dude, it was, he was so he, creepy. He, he, he like contorted his body so like his head was upside down and he was just literally inching along the tops of the seats and the bus and it was fucking terrifying. Wild. Uh, I couldn't tell if that was CGI or if that was someone who had like that ability to really contort. Yeah, it could have been either. I'm sure it's CGI. Yeah, probably. If it's making me guess whether it's CGI or not, they did well with CGI. Obviously, the aliens, we all know that's CGI because they're not going to fucking cast an alien in a movie. I mean, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Give it another 10 years and we'll be casting aliens in movies. Exactly. You know what? I welcome them. Whatever. Let's have so, it. Let's so have it she happen. Gets, she gets off the bus here, and like I said, she was going to Maud's gravesite. Did you notice the dates on the gravestone? No, I didn't. So it said she was born in 2000 and died in 2012. Okay, so very young, obviously. So she was fucking 12 when she died. Okay. So they were young. So yeah. Bryn's been living in solace for, I don't know what year the movie takes place, but oh, quite a while, at least 20 years. Had to have been because if you think about it, so let's say Maud dies at like 12, right? So she's, she might be in her early 20s. So we don't know where her parents are. It's just her in this big house and in this market, she ain't affording that. So somehow that was handed down to her. Either that or she's squatting. Oh yeah. That could have yeah. been it too. Exactly. Who knows? So yeah, it could have been uh, maybe a decade before that. We don't know. We're not sure. I'm just assuming that she's in her early 20s and she's living that life of solitude because maybe both her parents are dead or something happened, whatever. That's all we know so far is that she's on her own. Maud's dead. We figured that out. So now I'm putting the pieces together like, okay, was there maybe a car accident? Is Maud dead and the mother dead? We don't know what's happening. We don't know the full story yet. I still think the police chief and that woman that spit in Bryn's face were the mother and father. That's what I was thinking. It makes sense towards the end when the aliens actually do finally suck her up into the spaceship that they're basically dissect, not dissecting her, right? They're analyzing her mind. The alien touched her like third eye, right? We start seeing all the shit from her past that happened. And this is when we find out she murdered her sister and, <sighs> and her sister is Maud. But you know what? I want to take a step back real quick because... When we were talking about the thing climbing in her throat, this is where we finally hear some dialogue in the movie. And I thought it was such a cool transition, by the way. So she said, I'm sorry, Maud. And then I'm sorry. And then she jams her hand in her throat and pulls that thing out. And then we go right back to reality and the things in her hand. And I thought that was a really cool transition. But how, okay, I don't even think that's possible. She put a whole fist down her throat. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's some people that can do that thing. Mm, okay. Yeah, I know. But we didn't talk about it. the spider alien. Yeah, the spider alien. Oh, man. The spider the, alien he, was very, very, very creepy. Nightmare fuel. Yep, nightmare Absolutely. fuel. That's that's yep. a good way to put it. Nightmare fuel. Some slender man looking shit. Yeah, uh, it was like with, a fucking slender man spider. Yeah, the fucking arms and legs are super long and it's walking around like a spider. Immediately when I saw it, I'm like, oh, do we have to fucking worry about spider aliens now? What is happening? Yeah. So, but she managed to somehow defeat this thing through her, like I said, resourcefulness. The alien smashed through the car, got its leg or arms stuck at the bottom of the car, and it's leaking gas. So she actually lit the gasoline on fire, friggin' runs, and blows the alien up. So super Dude, resourceful. And that's I like thought, the. I thought she was going to blow herself up here because she held that lighter under the gas tank while she was laying under it. Oh, good call. Yeah, she could have easily blown herself up doing that. 
I thought, yeah, I thought that's probably how the movie was going to end right there. Because I don't think that would happen in real life. You would not have time to do that. No. Before no, you they, blew up. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that shit happens very fast. Uh, it catches very fast. And then, honestly, she probably would have been dead right underneath that car with the alien. But, hey, I'd rather be dead killing an alien than fucking get sucked up and who knows what happens. Maybe they were like, I don't know, just probing you for the rest of your life. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been abducted lately by aliens, so. No, they're giving them the Cartman treatment. Yeah, the Cartman treatment, exactly, where you have the satellite flying out of the ass. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's classic South Park right there. Yep. It's oh, like, the, yeah. like the first season. Yeah, I think that is the first season. Classic episode. Uh, I think the first thing I ever saw at South Park was Jesus versus Santa. I think that was the one episode that they put out online, and then they got bought by freaking Comedy Central, and here we are today, still amazing show. Yeah, they're on like the 30th season now or some shit. Still relevant. And making movies now, too. Yeah, I think they're doing more specials than they are shows or like uh, seasons now, Yeah, because they signed a 12-movie deal with Paramount. Wow. And they're all, I I think the fourth or fifth one just came out. So that's what happened. Okay, the COVID movie, oh my God, man, that thing was hysterical. I remember watching it when my aunt were laughing our asses off the whole time. Did you watch the, the latest one about cred? No, I didn't. I forget what it's called, but you know that energy drink prime? They just make fun of it the whole time and they call it cred. <laughs> God damn it, South Park. It's, it's Matt a... Stone, Trey Parker. God damn you for being awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the hell it's called now. What the doc what that I don't know. Who knows? So I think we're talking at this point about her being abducted. Aliens touch her third eye, which is basically just the center forehead. And that's when we start finding out, okay, so she hit her sister with a rock in the head, killed her, like Maud, clearly her sister, because we see letters to Maud in the house. And now we're like, okay, it's her sister. This all makes sense. Then we see the police chief. He's on his knees and looking like he's crying or like his world was just shattered. So I'm like, okay, so is the police chief Bryn's other and that lady that spat in her face, is that her mother? Which that's fucked up, by the way. But I mean, the whole thing's fucked up. No one wins in this whole situation. Everyone just fucking loses. So we never really find out why either, right? They didn't tell us why Bryn literally bashed Maud's head in with a rock. Well, the only thing we saw is that Maud pushed her down in an argument and then she takes the freaking rock and swings around and smashes her in the head, which probably straight temple, instant death. Who knows? I did that to someone once. You instant death someone? Nah, they just bled a lot. Oh, jeez. Stitches. Yikes. We were talking about this earlier with the rocks. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's what we did back in the day for fun. We hit people with rocks. Those people are probably all dead now. No, this particular kid is, uh, he's still breathing. So talk to him. Oh, good for you. Yeah, we're still friends. You said, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. We just used to hit our friends with rocks. We weren't fighting. We were just having fun. Yeah, just doing stupid shit. We didn't have video games, so we used rocks. Yeah, good enough. Same difference. <laughs> so pain's only temporary, right? Pain is only temporary. No, pain don't hurt. Pain don't hurt. Pain don't hurt. That's what Patrick Swayze said. And stitches can fix up anything. Yeah, for the most part. Stitches can fix a lot. I mean, shit, that's how clothes are made. Steve. I mean, what do you, like, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I, I'm not. So, stitches fix a lot. Staples are even better. So, luckily, I haven't caused a staple to anyone. I've definitely caused stitches to someone by accident, but that's a whole different story. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so she's in the spaceship. They're reading her mind, all this stuff. And I don't know whether they feel bad for her or something, but they just send her straight back down to Earth. And at this point, she's just laying on the ground. She's looking up. She sees all these lights happening. And honestly, I thought that was going to be the end right there, where she just looks straight on, breaking the fourth wall. Boom. Done. Right. Yeah. Would have been a good ending right there. I thought so. Yeah. I thought that would have been perfect right there. Cool. No problem. And I would have been happy. And then they have this whole other scene, which... I wasn't, like, upset about it at all. I thought it was cool. It was a good ending regardless. This next scene, though, she's, um, it's weird because we were talking about how they were taking over all these people, like, all the town folk. Everyone's basically aliens now. So, she's living her best life. She's getting ready. She's putting lipstick on. She's having a good morning, it looks like. She rides her bike out. She's happy. She sees some of her neighbors. She waves, and they actually wave back. And we're like, okay, something big happened. And it turns out that the aliens are still living in those people. Or it's those aliens that cloned the people. Because we saw that earlier where they tried to clone Bryn and it didn't happen. She ended up killing a version of herself. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what it was, too, is they're just these aliens have found enough hosts in this city that they left Bryn go. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I think that's what it is. They found enough hosts to basically hide themselves in plain sight. And they're all waving back at her and she's happy. And next scene, she's at this party and she's dancing to that one song she was learning to dance to earlier in the movie. And it's with this one guy that I'm assuming she had a thing for because she waved at him at the beginning of the movie and he just basically didn't say anything, didn't do anything, just kind of looked at her and then looked away. And she's like, all right, well, fuck me then. So she's dancing with him, doing the whole dance if she was learning to do to the music. And then we see flying saucers above them. And that's it. The movie's over. That's another reason why I think the aliens are still among that city or, you know, among the civilization in that town. Because it ends with just seeing the UFOs above the city. Like, I think it's kind of symbolic, you know? Yeah. Now, I'm wondering, though, did they, like, see her and see the trauma that she's been through and like the shit that she caused and how she feels like this overwhelming sense of regret that they're just like you know what it's time for her to start over let's give her a different life maybe something like that i feel like maybe she is an alien and we have no idea but we don't know because it could have happened while she was up there they could have did it while she was under and they were like looking at her whole life story but we're just not sure it's really open for interpretation i was just googling if there was any plans for a sequel the director stated that he has no plans for a sequel this is before the movie came out he -hmm. had no plans for a sequel but he said he would consider it if the first one was a success yeah which i don't know if it was it's hard to tell if a movie's really a success on streaming services other than maybe what like streams downloads something like that i'm not sure Hulu though so the funding's there the funding is definitely there you know it's like front page on the Hulu app and shit like that so they're pushing it hard they are pushing that movie really hard and for good reason it's great it's a great movie Corey what do you give no one will save you so this is an easy five out of five dead kids for me I feel like I'm handing out a lot of those lately but we've just been watching some really fucking good movies this is what that trash movie nope wanted to be I fucking hated that movie. Really? It was you garbage. Like, no. Nope, no, trash. Shit. And I loved right. Get Out, and I loved the other one. What was it? Uh, Us. I loved them both. I hated Nope. Anyways, 
This one, gripping, absolutely gripping. Um, mm-hmm. Super dark. Again, we talked about the score. Cinematography was incredible. I love the lighting, the beams. It just looks so great. Caitlin Dever stole the show, man. Obviously, it was mainly her anyways, but she told such an amazing story without even saying a word or very mm-hmm. little. Like she said, I'm sorry, Maud, but that's all she said. Otherwise, you know, facial expressions and I don't know. She, I don't know, man. She nailed it. I can't wait yeah. to see her. I don't know if you know, but she was cast as Abby in the second season of The Last of Us 2. I didn't know that. And I cannot I had... wait to see that. Yeah, she's going to be ripped to shit, right? She's going to be ripped and people are going to fucking hate her. Yeah, because Abby sucks. Actually, Abby doesn't suck. Abby had a reason for why she is the way she is. Because Joel murdered her father. Joel murdered her father and then Abby gave him the old golf club treatment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so, again, another situation where no one wins at all in that. So, Abby's pissed because Joel killed her father. And then Ellie is pissed at Abby because she killed Joel. It's like a vicious cycle of everyone's pissed that someone was killed. And even if you battle to the death, you're still losing because it's not going to bring anyone back. And there's no resolve whatsoever. But that story, the second game, got a whole lot of hate because the world's fucking dumb. And there were oh, yeah. know, was it about the agendas people trying to force on others. And I, I, I hated how everyone hated it and couldn't just appreciate the game for what it was. I love the game. The backlash is absurd because what was it like the the two leads? Well, not the two leads. So it's like Ellie and the other girl. They're a couple, all that stuff. Right. And for some reason, people get all up in arms about same-sex couples and things like that still. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah, they, they were upset about that and the fact that Abby was, you know, very muscly. She had a lot of muscles in the game. Yeah, so, so what? But, there's, there's some good-looking girls out there that are freaking jacked to shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't matter, male or female. Like, it does not matter. Just people, like I said, this world sucks. I hate it. Yeah, but. it's ridiculous. I mean, look at some of the women in WWE. Some of them are jacked to shit. You don't see people going out there and being like, oh, yeah, she's too androgynous looking or something. They can do whatever they want. Leave them alone. Yeah, just whatever. Everyone just fucking enjoy it. Just enjoy the story. Stop looking too much into it. Steve, what did so, you give it? So I give this a five out of five as well. Pure intensity all the way through. Nonstop. It did not let up at all. There was no lull. And when there was a lull, you thought it was like a, oh, okay, you got a second to breathe. Nope. Here comes another alien and another friggin' running sequence or something happening or whatever that she has to combat the alien. Something like that. It's always something happening. There was no lulls. Kept me wanting to know more about what happens next, especially trying to figure out what the hell happened that caused everyone in town to hate her. And then we find out why. And we're like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense as to why everyone hates her. So five out of five, easy for me. Like you said, I know it seems that we're putting out all these five out of fives recently, but we've been watching some banger movies. And hey, we understand like that these are fucking great movies. If it's five out of five, it's five out of five for a reason. Mm-hmm. And this movie is a five out of five for a damn good reason. It's a great alien horror movie, and I haven't seen anything like it probably ever. No. It's uh, it's very unique. Yeah. The fact that, they, like I keep saying, they pulled it all off with mostly silence mm-hmm. is, is insane to me. Yeah. So the facial expressions, the only things we maybe heard out of her were grunts or sighs or something, but 
that's about it. We didn't hear any dialogue until she said, I'm sorry, Maud, and then pulls the fucking thing out of her throat. And then back to no dialogue again. But great movie. Score was fantastic. Uh, I'm going to have to listen to that later. Corey's probably going to have to buy it on vinyl. And we're just going to enjoy that. So we recommend you at least check out the score, if not the movie. Because... So I was just going to say, Brian Duffield, the director, is a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. You know what else he made? Oh, God, I know you're going to tell me, but what is it? Cocaine Bear. He made Cocaine Bear? Well, he was a producer on Cocaine Bear. He wrote oh. and directed No One Will Save You. Yeah, I saw that. That's Imagine being both a writer and director. Like, this is my baby. I wrote it, and I'm directing it. That type deal. That's pretty awesome. You know who did that, too, was Sylvester Stallone with Rocky. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when some person has, like, the most interest in a movie like that, like, oh, this is my story. I want to tell it this way, and I want it shot this way. Sometimes it's best to just take over the full reins of that and maybe hire some principal photography people to help out with the shit. But sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. In this case, it worked. Yeah, it was great. It was. All right, everyone, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on all podcast platforms so we can get some more exposure. Of course, tell your friends. Both our intro and outro music are courtesy of Andrew Scott Bell. Be sure to check out Andrew on all major streaming platforms. And if you see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey on vinyl in the wild, be sure to pick it up. We're also part of the Shining Wizards Network. Be sure to visit ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. They're an awesome podcast network ranging from wrestling to heavy metal, horror, all that good stuff. So check that out. Visit 30ScreamsOfLess.com for all previous episodes and transcripts to go with those episodes. Also, check out BeardOctane.com for their whole line of grooming supplies. And be sure to use the code 30Screams10 at checkout for 10% off your order. And if there's anything you want us to review, send an email to 30screamsorless at gmail.com or, or hit us up on social media. Use hashtag 30screamsorless. And also, we have some awesome merch for sale on our website, so definitely check that out. If you go to our website, at the very top, there's a shop link. Click that link, and you'll see all sorts of shirts, hats, mugs, things like that. If you buy it, it helps going towards our hosting costs. All right, everyone. I'm Steve. I'm Corey. And thanks for listening to 30 Screams or Less. And don't forget to drink your beans. Thank you.